In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we are talking about how you can get more visibility on your YouTube videos. So grab your cup tumbler mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that the comments that you're hearing answered on this show are brought to you from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, head over to commentsovercoffee.com, put your question in the form there. And as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will go ahead and get it in the queue. I also want to let you know that this stream today is brought to you by bestcreatortools.com. That's a website that I put together. It's a resource site that will show you all of the different things that you can use for your YouTube channel so that you don't have to waste time using stuff that sucks. You can find that at bestcreatortools.com. Our question today is from Wolf Howling or Wolfie Art, one of the two there. I'm not sure which one it is, but they say, I've been uploading consistently and putting in tons of effort to these videos that I make. And I know that this is a really common question, but I want you to be super specific. How do I connect with my audience and get my videos out there in the mainstream? If you're reading this, please give me an answer. I've been grinding so hard. Wolfie, thanks for your, your submission here. I appreciate it. When it comes to visibility on YouTube, when it comes to getting discovered on YouTube, when it comes to people finding your content on YouTube, um, the, the thing that you're gonna hear me talk about and other people who make content like I make, you hear us talk about all the time, the importance of getting people to click on what it is that you're doing and then watch your content for a fair amount of time or competitive amount of time. Now, what does that mean? How do you do all of that? Now, the idea of course, is at the very beginning, the very the very first part that you that you really need to make sure that you can identify, and this is for everybody listening to this, um, the very first thing you have to make sure that you can identify is who it is that you're making your content for. Because of course, you're making the content that you like to make, that's already established. But outside of that, you gotta think, okay, if I'm making this and I enjoy making it, who am I making this for? Like who, if I could imagine a person that would just love my content. And I could start breaking down all of the things about that person. I could start thinking to myself, where do they hang out on the internet? What type of things do they like? What types of things do they not like? What types of movies do they watch? What types of shows would they watch on TV? What types of music do they listen to? What types of music would they be annoyed by? What types of things do I think they would respond to visually, you know, as that person? And then of course you can go into like the age, the sex or the gender, um, the location demographics, all that stuff as well. But what you want to think about is you just want to think about who the person is or the people are that you are making your content for. And the reason this is so important and I'm, I'm being specific here. Okay. So the reason that this is so important is because once you can clearly understand who it is that you're making content for, then it becomes a lot easier to reach those people because the very first step in the, in the chain of response, when it comes to YouTube, the very first step is getting people to click on what it is that you are putting out onto the platform. So of course you can share your content out on social media if you want, as long as it's in relevant places. And that can, you know, sometimes get the, get the fire started for you. Um, you can share it out on your own social media. If you have it, of course, you know, to bring in some people that way, but you always want to make sure that wherever you're sharing it, you want to make sure that you're sharing it in front of the right 
people because it's better. And I mentioned this in a video um, uh, recently on my YouTube channel and people kept repeating it in the comments so that I, I know that it resonates. So I'll repeat it here, but it's better to have a smaller amount of the right people watching your videos than a bigger amount of the wrong people watching your videos. And what I mean by that is that ideal viewer that I was talking about a minute ago and defining what that person is and who you think that that person might be or that type of viewer might be. When you can identify that, then that helps you understand things like where is it appropriate to share my content? Not only is it gonna help you be able to get them to click more when you do share it, but it's gonna help you understand where to share it. So as an example, if you're putting out content and you know for a fact that there's places on Reddit that uh, would be a good fit for your content, then you know, because you know who it is that you're making the content for and you know the things that they're likely to respond to. And of course, you know, you can just start putting theories together about, you know, who you think is right and you can start testing those theories and see the results that you get. But the idea is, if you, if you share your video in a subreddit, for example, and that subreddit is an ideal fit for the type of content that you make, then in that particular case, you're already one step in the right direction, or you already have one point in your favor, so to speak. So at that particular point in time, you have the location down, right? Okay, well, I know that this particular subreddit, we'll just go into quilting. We'll say it's about quilting, right? Because we've been doing that lately. But let's say that that particular subreddit, you make quilting content, that particular subreddit is about quilting. So you know right there out of the gate, hey, my, my videos are qualified to be shared in this particular location. So because of that, since I know who it is that I'm making content for, I know that they go to this particular website. This is where they, you know, some of those people that would be into my content hang out. I'm going to share my content there, but I'm not just going to share the content there. I'm going to think about that person again, that I'm trying to reach. I'm going to think about how I can frame this particular video. And you should be doing this from when you first come up with your video idea. The very first thing you should do is how am I going to frame this for the people I'm trying to reach? But we'll get to that in a second. But basically you think to yourself, okay, how am I going to reach the people? How am I going to get them to click on this particular post on Reddit, even though I'm sharing my content here, because there's a bunch of different stuff getting posted on Reddit. So by knowing who it is that you're trying to reach, then you're going to be able to communicate with them in text form through the headline or through the title for your post on Reddit that would encourage them to actually click to see, you know, what it is that you're offering. And then of course, if, you know, if you're sharing your content there, then you want to actually write out what it is that you're talking about in the video. And you're not necessarily trying to sell people on your video in that situation or to go watch your video, but you're making your video available for them if they choose to want more information. So the way Reddit works, it's much better to actually fill out the whole post, depending on the content that you make, of course but in uh, any type of like help related content, um, it's good to actually fill out the post itself. And then after you fill out the post itself, then put, you know, I actually made a video about this on my YouTube channel. Here's a link, um, you know, down at the bottom of that. And depending on the community, you might get eaten alive for spamming. And depending on the community, you might be accepted there, but that all comes down to knowing who it is that you're making the content for and making it in a way that you know that they'll respond to it, that they're likely to respond to, okay? So that's step one on sharing. And that same idea applies to, you know, Facebook or any place else on the internet that you would actually share that content in front of those people, that would be a good fit for your audience. Now let's take it back to YouTube. So when it comes back to YouTube, then in that situation, what you have to make sure that you're doing is the same thing. So before you even make your video content, you have to think, okay, the people that I'm making content for, like this is the type of content that I like to make. I like to make content about quilting, but for the people that I'm trying to reach who are trying to learn about quilting, 
what are the nuances of the things that they care about? What are the what are the struggles that they have when it comes to quilting? What are the things that they want to know about? What are the things that typically take a long time with quilting that I can make some videos about to help them, you know, kind of shortcut their learning curve when it comes to quilting? You know, what's important to quilters, right? And and you start thinking of all of those different things. Now, if you're doing animation, same exact thing applies, right? Because you might be thinking right now, well, Nick, that's great for help content, but what about the rest of us? The same exact thing applies to animations, vlogs, things like that. Even though you're vlogging your life, you still got to think, who's going to be watching this? Who do I want to actually be watching this? Who am I trying to connect with? Regardless of the type of content that you make, you have to identify, you know, who is it that I'm trying to connect with so that you can cater everything around. Again, you're making the content, you love it, but so that you can cater everything around what it is that you're doing to resonate as much as possible with the people that you're actually making the videos for. So at the very core of it, if you want to get, you know, discovered more on YouTube, um, if you want to get more visibility, then at the very core of it, when you're coming up with your video ideas, you have to think, is this a good fit for that target group that I'm trying to reach, that target person I'm trying to reach. If it is, yes, then in that situation, you can move on to the next step, which is, okay, now if I'm gonna be making this video, how do I actually package this video in a way that might get those people to respond? And that would come down to your title and your thumbnail, and you would think, what imagery could I use in my thumbnail that if somebody was looking for information on quilting or if they were looking for, um, uh, let's say, a pop culture reference in animation, let's say there's a lot of activity going on around you know, a movie that's coming out, um, let's just say Star Wars for fun. So let's say there's a lot of um, information going around a higher interest at this point in time about, you know, a Star Wars release or um, Vader Immortal just came out on um, on VR. So we'll just say it's about Vader Immortal just for fun. But if there's a higher interest around that and then you make an animation about Vader Immortal or about Star Wars or whatever the pop culture reference would be, then in that situation, what are you going to do in the thumbnail so that you can make sure that the people who are interested in that particular topic are going to be able to identify that that particular video is for them and it's based on something that they are interested in. So you got to think of the imagery. How can I, through imagery, how can I connect with or let the people that I'm making this for identify that this video is for them? So once you do that, then you move on to the title. And then in the title, you do the same exact thing and you think, okay, for the people that I'm trying to reach with this content, um, and of course, you know, you have the actual topic of the video itself, you know, as well that you've already discovered is a good fit for the audience, but you got to think for the people that I'm trying to reach with this, what could I say or do in the title that would cause that person to one, identify it's for them two that would also cause those people to actually click on my video and then come in and hopefully watch it for a fair amount of time. That's where you have to make sure that you're keeping an eye on things like using any type of trigger words or trigger language towards the very beginning of the title. So it doesn't get truncated or cut off on YouTube. That's where you have to make sure that any keywords that are going to grab the attention of a human being, we're not talking algorithm here. We're talking about a human being, any keywords that are going to grab a human human's attention because it's of their interest, right? Baseball, quilting, you know, anything like that. Um, you can see that on my channel represented. I, I mentioned YouTube and YouTubers in almost every title and or thumbnail that I have uh, on my YouTube channel that's about YouTube. If it's about live streaming or a particular platform, um, then I'll have that in the actual title as well so that people can identify it and know that it's something that they're interested in. But the idea is that you want to um, use the language that they are likely to respond to or that they're locally, that's like likely to grab their attention towards the very front of your title. And then from there, once you are able to grab their attention and you add a compelling element to it of some kind or multiple compelling elements that will help push them over the edge to pull them into the content that you have, then from there, it's gonna come down to you and your ability to make videos that keep them watching for a fair amount of time. Now, 
if you did all the other things that I was talking about to this point, then you know we're a little bit into the response chain now. So you've already gotten a topic that they'll respond to, you've already put a thumbnail and title together that they'll respond to. Now, once they hit your video content, this is where it's so important to make sure in all of the content that you're uploading, you're going in and you're paying really close attention to your audience retention reports. You're looking at the relative and you're looking at the absolute audience retention reports inside of your YouTube analytics so that you can make sure that with every single video that you upload, you're fine tuning all of the details within your video to try to keep people watching for as long as you possibly can. Because if you get that first part of the chain of response together and that first part's good, you're getting them to click, but then they're leaving your video, guess what? You just hurt your visibility. So you might've been able to package it well to make it look good from the outside, make it look interesting from the outside, but if they click on the video and they don't get what they expected and they leave, then YouTube is going to deem your video as clickbait or they're gonna basically notice that it's not a satisfactory experience for the viewers. And when they notice that, then that's when they will quickly stop uh, bringing your video to the home pages and recommended pages of people on the platform. So because of that, the next step in that process is to pay really close attention to your audience retention reports through all of the content that you're uploading so that you can notice that, hey, when I do these things in the videos, people leave. When I do these things in the videos, people stay along so that you can over time, if you're not already, so that you can over time develop the ability to keep people watching for a competitive amount of time. Now, you might say to yourself, hey, Nick, what's a competitive amount of time? And that's a great question. In terms of a competitive amount of time, that comes down to all the videos that you're competing with at that particular point in time. It comes down to what's expected or what's um, uh, uh, typical or average in your space. Um, it also comes down to what YouTube deems as a satisfactory video. So for example, I have a video on my channel. Um, it's a very old video, but this particular video, I've got like a, it's like a 20% audience retention and it's like a short video. It's like two or three minutes long and I've got like a 20% audience retention on it. However, YouTube has deemed it to be a quality experience for the viewers because they get out of it, whatever it is that they came in there for, I guess. And YouTube, that particular video has got over 2 million views on it now, I believe. So because of that, even though I didn't necessarily keep them watching the way that I wanted to, they would skip to the part that they cared about. They got that information and then they would, you know, move on from there. So what I'm getting at is you have to, over time, start to distinguish on your own channel with your own content, what competitive or acceptable looks like. So in this situation, you have to shoot for the stars, right? You and, and this is really important to understand. When it comes to YouTube, you have to shoot for the stars. You have to try as hard as you can to pay enough attention to what's going on in your audience retention reports to try to get people to watch 100% of your video. And most people are not gonna watch 100% of your video. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Uh, you know, if you have a five minute video, most people are gonna watch five minutes of it. If you have a 10 minute video, most people are not gonna watch, you know, 10 minutes of it. If you have a one minute video, there's gonna be a lot of people that probably won't even watch a minute of your video. So because of that, you have to over time develop the baseline of, hey, what is acceptable for my channel? And then once I identify what's acceptable in terms of, I'm getting people to click, I'm getting them to watch. And then now they're also engaging, they're leaving comments and YouTube is starting to identify that people are getting a satisfactory experience here. And you can tell that because they keep giving your video impressions and then people keep clicking on it and people keep coming in and watching your videos. And that's just an endless loop that continues to feed you views for a long period of time. But once that whole thing starts taking place, then you're gonna be able to identify like, okay, this is what acceptable looks like. Now I got to shoot for the stars again and I got to try to keep pushing and see if I can, you know, some videos you might get, you know, 60% of a 10 minute video. Some videos you might get 80% or 90% of a 10 minute video or a 20 minute video. Um, you might get 80 or 90% of a five minute video, or you might 
find that 40% is perfectly acceptable for the amount of impressions and the amount of views that you have coming into the, into the videos that you have on your YouTube channel. So because of that, it's important to make sure that you are just paying attention to how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. But at the core of it, if you know who it is that you're making your content for, it makes it easy to package everything, to do everything in a way that those people will respond to the most that you're trying to reach. Now, another thing that I, that I want to just take a moment to mention is you talked about how you've been grinding so hard. Um, and it's important to, that all of us recognize that we are not rewarded on YouTube by how hard we work. We're not report. We're not. We're not rewarded on YouTube by how much time we put into our videos. We're not rewarded on YouTube by how good our videos look. What we're rewarded by is we're rewarded by how people respond to what it is that we're doing. So it doesn't matter if. I mean, of course, you know, if you have better optics, better sound, typically, you know, it it creates a better experience, and therefore, you know, people will respond better to it. But not always. So because of that, it's important to know that ultimately, what you're trying to what you're trying to do you're trying to get people to respond because regardless of the amount of work that you put into it, if people aren't responding, then it doesn't matter because that's not what we're rewarded on. If we were rewarding on that, then all we'd have to do is just take a long time to put videos together and then we would all get millions of views on every single video that we uploaded, right? But it's all comes down to the viewer. YouTube is about the viewer. It's not about us as the content creators. And this is another important thing to understand. Everything on YouTube is about the viewer. Content creators are gonna come and go, viewers are gonna come and go, but viewers are the ones that see the ads. We upload the content and there's enough of this to where if a bunch of us quit all of a sudden, they would still keep going, no problem at all. However, it's all about the viewer and giving a satisfactory experience for the viewer. The better that you can help YouTube achieve their goal of giving a great experience to the people that are watching your videos, the more visible your content is going to be on the platform. So regardless of how, how hard you work, you have to focus on just getting a response, right? So I have this video, I put all the work into it. Of course, I want other people to see it. So now, in addition to the work of being a video creator, I'm also a marketer because I have to think, how can I get people to respond to what it is that I'm doing? When I put this thumbnail and title together, how do I get people to respond to this that I'm trying to reach, right? And then when it comes to your videos, you gotta think, you know, how do I get them to watch longer? When it comes to sharing your content, hey, you know, in all these different places on the internet, there might be a good fit for my content. When is it appropriate to share there? How can I build that into my schedule? How can I interact in those communities so that I can become known in those communities as well around what it is that I am doing? If you do those things and you pay attention to what is happening on your channel and you use data, based decisions on what it is that you're doing, then you your content will become more visible on the platform as you seek to improve what it is that you're doing and as you develop the skill sets in order to make it happen. Again, before you get anything for your YouTube channel, make sure that you check out bestcreatortools.com. Again, it's the curated list that I put together for you so you don't have to waste time using stuff that sucks. I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at comments over coffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode. Episode.